Hey guys, this is Margo, aka Sitting in My Cubicle, aka Steak Tartar Girl, you name it. And welcome to the first episode of my podcast that I said I would do and never did. Um, I guess I'll start there. I really, I wanted to start a podcast, but I've been having this internal debate, not to get too deep for just a sec, but Sitting in My Cubicle is very like surface level humor, very um, just like frat boy brands, stuff like that. And I never really was totally that girl, which is why I think I could make fun of it. But I feel like I, as have many in the past year, two years, have really like reflected and kind of realized a different side of myself that I like better than my old self. And not to turn this into a therapy session because I do have therapy tomorrow. I'm so excited. Um, But I just kind of was hesitant to actually start the podcast because I feel like I'm not really that girl anymore. Like I'm not, I like to make fun of stuff still, but now I'm like, okay, that wasn't funny when that happened in college, stuff like that. But I think that's fine. I think people mature and people grow and that's a good thing for me. And so I was just nervous to start it because I thought people didn't want this new side of me. But I still think I'm funny and can offer some wise words and just my take on things. And actually, this podcast is just going to be me complimenting myself the whole time. So just like get ready. But anyway, we're here. It's happening. It's time to podcast. Don't know what I'm doing. Laying in bed with my heating pad. Get yourself a heating pad. If you don't have one, it, it has changed my life. But I guess I should start with something that has kind of made me a viral sensation and that is steak tartare now people keep asking me how I thought of it I don't know I would say once every two weeks I just would think about the fact that it exists and just like I don't understand and if you know me you know that I'm the number one steak fan I am probably going to die soon because the amount of red meat I consume I'm obsessed with steak I love I mean, in my Chipotle, I get double steak. It's a thing. Like, I make sure I get as much steak as humanly possible. Um, I love steak. Like, I'm the number one fan. I literally eat it three times a week. Like, it's a problem. I would probably be really skinny if I didn't. But you know what? It's just nothing tastes as good as as skinny feels. Um, A medium rare steak with a side of mashed potatoes and cream spinach does. So let's, let's not even go there. So I'm a huge steak fan. But... The raw steak and I even get steak rare like I mean I order it medium rare but I like it right off the gat like still living but something about steak tartare really freaked me out so it was a whole thing I tried it um it was very awkward because no one else in my family would try it so um like the waiter was just kind of infused why I ordered it and then didn't really eat it but I tried a bite it was on a lovely slice of bread it was at park for all you asking like I'm not trying to hide even though I couldn't say before because, you know, the paparazzi would have come, but I can release that information now. And taste-wise, if I just forgot what it was, it tasted fine. Like, you know, I'm all about the spices and the sauces and all that. It was fine. But the texture, I'm a really big texture girl. I didn't even like sushi until a few years ago because just a chunk of raw fish, it really freaks me out. Still does. But anyway, more of the story is... 
I would give it like a five out of ten. And I don't want you guys coming for me. Everyone keeps coming for me. Oh, like you're so immature. Like it's good. Like great. I'm I'm glad you like steak tartare. You can take me to a nice steakhouse any day of the week, and I'll order something else and watch you eat steak tartare. I'm not worried about that. But for me, it's just it's not in the cards. But I'm glad I tried it. I've been on this road of trying new foods. I tried escargot. My mom always tells me I say it wrong. Like I'm sorry. Um, but you know, I have I have a connection to that because it has a silent T and my name, Margot, also has a silent T, which has been a struggle my whole life. I get called Margaret, Margot, Margit. I don't know what's wrong with people. I wish my name was just Emily, but you know, you take what you can get. And now I'm gonna try oysters next. This is a whole this is a whole journey for me just to spend money I don't have because I'm gonna be in debt for the rest of my life from law school, but whatever. It's it's all right. It's all right. Anyway, beef tartare, lovely. So happy for all you that like it. Stop DMing me rude things. Actually, keep it up. I, I can't even check my DMs anymore. Like, not to sound famous, but... So if I don't answer you, don't take it personally. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell that. This is really getting to my head. But while I'm still trying to kind of figure out what I talk about on this podcast, I've realized that there... Oh my gosh, it has only been five minutes. I feel like I've been talking for an hour. Wow, I should probably edit that out. Anyway, one thing I wanted to kind of talk about, and now I, if you can't tell, I'm an open book. I really don't have a filter. I I say things I shouldn't. I just like tell people everything about myself. And I actually, I feel on the, on the, in the mental health world, I'm very open about things. I'm very open about any struggles I've had with anxiety, OCD, panic attacks, just because I think for me, it actually really helps me to talk about things. And for me, one of the things that really like helped me a lot when I was going through hard times was to hear that other people actually go through the same exact thing you go through because now that that seems just so obvious. But at the time, like when I was having really bad panic attacks, like just really hard stuff to know that I wasn't crazy I didn't need to be locked up in a psych ward like this was something that other people also experience and that I will be okay was just really reassuring to me so I do like to be open about things but there comes a time when I something is like so uncomfortable for me to talk about that I don't even want to talk about it with anyone like not even my friends or my mom or my therapist and if I don't want to talk to those three people about it that means like it really gets to me and there's two things that are like that one I'm just gonna save it for my therapist it's not for you guys quite yet but the other thing is something that I don't know why I'm so embarrassed about like I'm actually like nervous for my parents to listen to this um I can't like think about that people actually listen to anything I say or post or see anything I post because it freaks me out too much. I just like imagine no one is listening. But one of the things that you're going to laugh, but one of the things that stresses me out the most and gives me like so much anxiety is the fact that I'm 24 years old. I'm about to be 25 and I'll just say I get ready. Drum roll. I have never had a real boyfriend. Woo, that feels anxiety. I don't know why that makes me so nervous to say, but I think anytime something does make me anxious, it does feel better for me to just get it off my chest and tell, like, I guess everyone who's gonna listen to this on Spotify, but 
Um, I think other people around my age or in their 20s can probably relate to this because in my head, that anxiety, self-hating, low-confidence voice says, you're never good enough to be someone's girlfriend. Oh, you're not skinny enough. Your stomach is too big. Your personality is too big. You're not funny enough. Your face isn't pretty enough. You're not good enough. You're not worthy of someone actually being your boyfriend and wanting to be with you and spend time with you. But I know that that's obviously not the case. And as much as people can say that to me, it's just you're never going to believe it. So if, like, friends love you, but it's just, it is what it is. And... I think it's awkward for like my family too. not awkward, but I feel like, you know, I never really had, I feel like everyone either has the boyfriend in high school that just kind of breaks the ice. So it's like, oh, okay, she has a boyfriend or girlfriend. This goes for any, any partner whatsoever. Um, But just like the concept of having a romantic partner. Um, So for me, I'll just use the word boyfriend. Um, And, or someone had, you know, that boyfriend in college, like even just something that was like nothing. Like there was like, no like it wasn't even real now you can look back and laugh I never had that and so I know that there's nothing wrong with me but I feel like like my parents and grandparents are like what is wrong with this girl and so going to college I went to Penn State and I mean I could talk for hours about this and this is what all the memes are about but I the culture is not to go find a partner I mean Girls, I mean, I think even at the beginning, girls aren't like, I want to settle down. And boys that went to Penn State can't settle down until they're, I mean, 65 youngest. I mean, if that, if if you get it, you're lucky. But so I think that was very much the culture. And I definitely want to do an episode or a few and just like dig way deeper into all of that. Because I, one of these things that I've realized in the past year is that not even just Penn State, all, I mean, any big school like that but really I would imagine any college just puts so much emphasis on hookup culture and normalizes things that aren't normal and any college where Greek where you're involved in Greek life and Greek life is so big and such a tier system is just it made me so miserable and made me look at myself so differently and what what was crazy for me was that I didn't really realize the things that I just thought were like things that made me feel bad about myself, but I thought were normal aren't normal. So let's let's get into this a little. I'll just give some background. Um, I am from the main line, so going to Penn State, I knew a lot of people from high school, from camp, just from like Jewish geography, all that. Um, and so I ended up joining like a normal, mainly Jewish sorority, but a lot of the boys I knew from those places were in higher tier. I'm like using air quotes because that is just like so dumb, but we'll call, we'll call it what it is, um, fraternities. And so, you know, trying to get into a tailgate or trying to get into a party or anything like that, it was like these boys that I was friends with before, I was never cool enough. I was never good enough just because of the decision I made during Rush where it's like, if I really, if I really wanted to be in a cool sorority, like I could have made it happen, but I didn't. Okay. So just let's not even, and you're going to say, oh, you're bitter, like, no, like, oh my gosh, it's so stupid. But anyway, anyway. So yeah, so I just ha- struggled with that a lot of college. And I think a lot of college was just like focused on that and just like internalizing feelings of 
low self-worth and low confidence and watching boys treat other girls who, you know, some might have been prettier than me, some might have been cooler than me, some might have been skinnier. So like all they not to like talk badly about these girls, but like a lot of girls where it's like, wow, like I'm a better time than her, you know? And it's like they still give her the attention and I mean it's this whole cycle I don't have to to tell you guys about it. And again, like I definitely want to talk about this a lot more at a later time and just go a little deeper. But um so I think what I was getting at is that the culture is very much not relationship style. And I always thought, you know, if I was in a better sorority or if I was skinnier, I would, I would, you know, be able to get a boyfriend or whatever. And it's like, I always make this joke and it's not funny, um, but I make this joke like, I need at least one toxic relationship before I'm 25 just to like get it out of the way so then my next one can be real and it's not funny I know toxic relationships aren't funny but also like humor nothing's funny unless it's a little offensive so just we gotta have some thick skin here um and I'm kidding obviously but like sometimes I wish like I just had like some type of relationship because I don't know how I am when I'm in I would be in a relationship and now um you know if I ever get a boyfriend before I'm 104 years old, I don't know how I would be, and I'm sure I would, like, make mistakes and be immature and stuff. Um, But, you know, I think I'm just very self-conscious because I associate with not having a boyfriend with, like, not being good enough. And I think something I also want to talk about further is you can tell I keep saying skinny. I definitely associate it with body image. And as much as logically I know this isn't the case, I also think you know, if I were skinnier, I'd be able to get a boyfriend or like, I was, I think about people that like, oh, they're the perfect guy. They'd be the perfect boyfriend. I think, well, they wouldn't date someone who looks like me, which is crazy because I am literally so funny and like perfect and like I would date me. So it's the silliest thing, but I just think that's something I would imagine people can relate to because it's something I think about often. But this thing of not having a boyfriend, I really... It really is funny almost that it makes me self-conscious because I'm really not like I'm obviously self-conscious about everything but in terms of you know things I'm scared to talk to people I'm very much open so this really is just something that gets me and it really does make me feel like I'm not worthy I'm not good enough and I think a lot of that stems from college obviously a lot of body issues and I just want to say if you're kind of in a similar situation as me which I would imagine a lot of girls are I hope just to make myself feel better I don't that doesn't mean you've never like experienced heartbreak or experienced like a situationship you know I think most of us have something like that or experience rejection or experience like a maybe you not a boyfriend girlfriend relationship but basically doing those same things um so that's not to say you know you haven't experienced uh the emotions of a breakup or something worse I think sometimes a situationship is almost worse than breaking up with someone because you don't you want if you want to date someone you haven't even gotten to play it out yet it's just was a hope in your head that never even got to happen and then coupled with you know it being so devastating because you feel like you're not even good enough to have been their girlfriend in your head you made up this whole scenario um it's tough so that's not to say you know you would be going into your first relationship blind and not know anything but I'm just kind of speaking for myself and how I feel. I think, like, I'd love to talk to other people and hear what you guys have to say about this because 
it really is just something I get so embarrassed about and just makes me feel like no one, no one would want to be with me, like really. And I don't know, I don't want this to be like a pity party, but I think it's just something interesting that we should talk about. And I think like I've something I've realized also in the past year is that like I think that the people, all the boys I interacted with in college, like these like um, you know, fratty Jewish boys from Long Island, like it's great. I love making memes about them and I love a lot of them. But at some time, you know, you just grow up and you're kind of in this bubble and you imagine that's who you'll end up with. And now I'm just like, maybe I will, but I'm also just thinking about maybe I won't. Like maybe I haven't found someone for me because I'm not really at my core. Like that's not really who I am. Or maybe that's not someone I'm really going to get along with on a deeper level. I don't know. But um, I definitely like talking about this and I think I feel better just getting it off my chest talking to my computer about it um but I'd love to hear if anyone else wanted to talk about it because I think it's just I would imagine that other people kind of feel similarly and I as much as I keep saying you know oh I'm not worthy I'm not pretty enough I'm not cool enough that is not the case and I would hope um through like talking about it people would be able to understand that but um I think in total, I, while I am, you know, sitting at my cubicle, while I do make these memes and everything, there is a much deeper side to me. And that's why I kind of don't really identify as much with the account anymore. I'm kind of like just not posting as much, trying to figure out what I want to do with it. I'm also in grad school, so it's um, kind of hard to keep it up. But I really, I thought I just wasn't going to do the podcast at all. But I really do think it's a good outlet to talk. Um, about things you guys want to talk about and things you want to hear about and just you know this obviously wasn't that funny of an episode but I would love to get guests and make things funnier and just keep up keep it up because at the end of the day these Sammy boys are just like so horrible like I just it's kind of funny now it's like I was upset I never had a boyfriend did I think a Sammy boy would even be a good boyfriend like no of course not um no they really are just horrible and it's funny now actually you know I'm gonna blow some people up I won't name any names but obviously I was at Maynard's Memorial Day weekend and like not to sound like a total narcissist but I was famous like people were coming out to me being like oh my god you're sitting in my cubicle like usually I at least know who they are you know just their name or their face or anything from instagram or like camp or jewish geography or something but it was people i actually didn't know and it was actually crazy people were asking about the steak tartare and it was hilarious and i said to my mom after the first night because like i my ego was enormous like i just could not get enough of it like please keep doing that i just love it so much but um i said to my mom that there are a bunch of people that you know would have like never talked to me before if I didn't have an account or anything just because I wouldn't have been cool enough or anything and then I thought no I think that's just part of growing up um especially girls wise like I feel like it's nice like it's it's I have like internet friends now that I get to meet in person you know who you are um but I love that but I when I realized what I was talking to my mom about was really the boys that you know might not have come up and had a conversation with me but because like I make fun of them every day maybe I don't know I don't know their motives maybe I am just like a funny awesome hilarious stunning girl and they just like couldn't stop talking to me you know that's definitely definitely also um something that could have happened but 
yeah, if you're still listening to my rambles, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm really excited about this. Send me any guests you want me to have on, any topics you want me to talk about. I think this is going to be really fun.